0: Hello readers, welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast? Our guest this week is Teresa Glass, author of Contemporary, Paranormal, and Urban Fantasy. Her next release is The Love Con, a rom-com about a plus-size cosplaying blurred in a reality show competition. Terese likes to collect purple things, jewelry, and spends way too much time watching K-dramas and anime. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. doing this evening i am doing great because i'm happy to be here that's great we heard puppies in the background i have puppy questions this is
1: important (laughs) (laughs) as soon as i go online and go live that's when they start to bark it happens every time if i'm in a meeting a work meeting it doesn't matter soon as it soon as we go live one of them barks
0: (laughs) i mean it's part of their
1: job they're like we get attention too
0: right Right. Where right. So, yeah. have- I have
1: a I have a canine cheering section all ready to go every time.
0: Nice. That's right. We need our cheerleaders. And what better ones than
1: dogs? I mean, come on. Yes. So I have three. Yep. I have two standard poodles. Um, my elder dog is Toby. He's like fourteen and Hannah is about Seven or nine, and earlier this year we um, got ourselves a cane corso, which is kind of looks like he's built like a tank. He looks like a pit bull, if a pit bull had half its legs. So, but he's the sweetest dog. But he will, even though he's tiny, he weighs like eighty pounds. So he will take you out at the knees, (laughs) just because he loves you. So we (laughs) just get closer to lick your face yes we have to be careful when we're like you know taking him out taking him outside because he gets very excited um you know i would be worried about him if he was a, a a human because you know this would be his origin story he has spent his time um collecting capturing birds and um Now he's on bees and water bugs. And of course, you know, since it's been raining here in Georgia like the flood, um, there's lots of them. So he wants to go outside so he can go hunting. And like I said, if he was a human child, this would be his origin story right here. This is where it would all start. So magic powers. Right. I'm glad (laughs) he doesn't have thumbs, you know. He out he can he can open the screen door by himself, but he doesn't realize that he does it. So he he still waits for me to be at the door and then he'll bust through it basically. Oh uh, no. Just
0: your so. presence means it's magically Great. open now. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, my mom is right outside. My mom's they're right outside of Atlanta too, and they have those huge spiders that are a pain right now, the
1: Joros, does oh he like gosh. attack those for you? Does he have- I haven't seen them yet. I haven't seen them. Thank goodness. I haven't seen them yet because that's one of the, even though I like to associate spiders with creativity in my writing. And if I see one, it's like, go put your butt in the chair, Risa. Um, <laughs> but something that's the size of my hand, I don't think I can handle that. So um, if they're here, Hopefully he's killed them and taken care of them, maybe eaten a few. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for him to, like, come back in with his face all swollen because bees or wasps are just like, I'm over you, hunting us down. So, that's right, that's enough. Right. So I haven't seen the spiders yet, and I'm very, very grateful that I have not. It looks like I was I froze up for a little bit. I yes, I think right.
0: somebody froze. Uh, it happens. It's called live. Live happens. No big deal. We're good. So, um, so yes, the spiders. Well, at least you don't have the spiders. My mom said they are covering her house like they're everywhere. She had to go in a killing spree, and she's got two dogs, and they're not eating them. And she had to just get that all off of everything. She just screamed oh them from gosh. everything.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, like oh, I can't imagine yeah. that. Oh, phobia is coming back. Oh Lord, and I can't drink tequila like I used to, so I I can't even medicate myself. Oh if, no! If, if, here. now, that's the real tragedy. No right? tequila. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to find things that I can drink. I have to cut my sugars, so um, you know tequila's got some. So I need to find all of the skinny things, and I guess which really hate the name of those, but I guess it makes sense. But you know, I got to find a skinny liquor that I can imbibe to celebrate or de-stress
0: see my problem is in the tequila it's the orange juice I put in the tequila that's where I'm getting all of my calories
1: <laughs> yes. there's that too
0: yes that's it but I will never have scurvy <laughs> <laughs> that is true your vitamin c is at a thousand percent Exactly. <laughs> luckily alcohol doesn't make it go away so I'm good Um, so let's see. Oh yeah. The chat suggests blowtorch blowtorch just might get rid of all the spiders.
1: You know, my husband has always wanted a flamethrower. So this might be a good opportunity If they show up, you know what to do now. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So question
0: we're supposed to be talking about writing, but who cares? This is way more fun. (laughs) um question our number one question which we are about to retire so you're like only one of like the next four because we will have a year coming up oh. a year coming up guys good job i'm so impressed of doing this podcast Correct. you thank you so we will retire this question and start a new one but you you get this awesome our traditional question which is where do you get your ideas
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I like to people watch and I watch a lot of, well, not as much television as I used to. Um, I watch things like the ancient aliens. Anytime there's a marathon of ancient aliens on, I watch it. I know it's crazy but some of their ideas are just so out there. I'm like, you know, somebody should write that. Um, (laughs) you're like, I'm totally stealing that. (laughs) And, you know, since I was a kid, I was always, um, fascinated with Egyptian mythology. So a lot of, you know, the, um, like the Jackal series and even the Shadowblade series has a lot of Egyptian mythology in it. So, um, that's been a favorite and then you know like you said in the intro i spend way too much time on the k-dramas and anime and you know some of those are the concepts that they come up with in the storylines are just they're just awesome especially the fantasy ones so i just really like um their storytelling so um so it does inspire um definitely you know i'm not copying stories or anything but yeah i and i like to you know sometimes I get mad at endings and I go, what if, you know, it's, it's always that question. What if right. this had happened instead? And then I'm like, Oh, okay, well, if th- what if this had happened? Then what if that had happened first? And then next thing I know I've come up with an outline for a story or at least it's not a, a, you know, a blur for a story. So what mm-hmm. if blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of okay. how it goes. That's awesome. So everywhere.
0: That's a good answer. Yes. <laughs> Um. Which of your books challenged you the most?
1: Um. Well, if I'm being honest, it was the one. Before, well, the Love Con finishing that up because you know, 2020 sucked for everybody. Um. It really sucked for me. I had difficulty finishing and writing anything. Um. Then you know there was a lot of the. You know, there was so much news, and none of it was good. And then you know. Um, people you know getting hurt sick um, dying people you don't know but are getting plastered on TV getting shot and all of that stuff so it's very hard to um, to write this story about a, a fat black cosplayer facing challenges being a fat black cosplayer mm-hmm. um, so I just I just kind of had to let her have a moment where she, deals with that and so I kind of dealt with it the way she through her um That's awesome. and then of course this January uh not January but in July I got diagnosed as being bipolar and I'm like oh my god so many things make sense now you're like oh I get it <laughs> it really is all in my head
0: uh, um and your husband's going la 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 I say nothing <laughs>
1: Dude, yeah, you know, and I'm a Gemini on top of that, so I'm like, you know, if you don't like this personality, just wait a few minutes; another one will be out soon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a lot in one year. My gosh, great. yeah <laughs> so, lots to deal with. Um, yep. So better now, and the stories are f- right. the, the words are flowing. So that's always great.
0: Good. Yes, it feels so much better once you actually get back to it. Yes. Um. Let's see, in Shadowblade, that is, uh, your main character there is Kira, which I've yeah. always loved that name, so good choice. She is a shadow chaser with what I'd call empathic abilities. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I have thing, it feels like empathic abilities. So what exactly is a shadow chaser?
1: Um, well, in that world, let me see if I remember, because the first book came out in 2010. Um, in that <laughs> world, there's... Um, Everybody is balanced between light and shadow, and then there's a group in between. So even though there are – so the extreme end of shadow, basically the evil, not good creatures, the big bads, they're called shadowlings. So they're basically, um, you know, the dark – scary things that go bump in the night but some of the creatures on us so they're all on a spectrum so kind of towards the middle there are people there are creatures who are shadowlings but they're just trying to do their job and live their life like everybody else and then uh, but you know shadow chaser is a person who keeps them in line hunts down the shadowlings the demons and all of that stuff and they're kind of like they're not metaphysical bounty hunters because there's a whole organization that's around them called Light International, and um, the head of it is this uh, superhuman, maybe not human, um, personification of light called Balm. So, and the name of the group is the Gilead Commission. So she's the Balm of Gilead, um, mm-hmm. and she runs. You know, she manages all of these shadow chasers in their organization, and gives it. The, and they have handlers. Um, kira didn't know she had a handler until her handler died and that's how she found out that you know um he was not spoiling anything that happens pretty early on in the book and then of course on the other end of that there are the light beings there's angels um fairies do-gooders all that kind of stuff so um and they're all just kind of trying to live their lives um in a closed society basically so um only the humans that are part of this organization knows that these creatures exist, but most of the time they're human looking, um, or they're hiding in, in the shadows or in their own enclaves and stuff like that. So gotcha. And if they so get she up, has to chase them, hunt them down. Pretty much.
0: So this series, as you said earlier, features Egyptian mythology, which is yeah. so much fun because so much urban fantasy is all more European mythology. So something more familiar. So it's fun to explore something else. So what kind of research did you do for those elements?
1: Um, well, here in Atlanta, um, Emory University has a museum on their on their campus called the uh, Carlos Museum, and in that they have a very uh, good exhibition um, or exhibit on uh, on Egyptian uh, ancient Egypt. So there's like sarcophaguses sarcophagi, mm-hmm. sorry. That's You're the good. plural, not sarcophaguses. We're writers, we're allowed to make we're up words, I see some. snuggle this, you know, that they bury the dead in. So they had this, they had a full um, like, exhibit of it. And uh, so I went to that. Um, uh, anytime a, um, a documentary on Egypt is on, I'm watching it. So like the Science Channel, I, I watched a lot of that. And I have a uh, bookshelf and a half. <laughs> Of uh, e- Egyptian books or Egyptian mythology books, I have a copy of the Book of the Dead, um, ancient Egypt mythology and practices. Um, I used uh, sacredtext.org sacredtexts.org um, org to uh, kind of read some of the writings that that were in the temple um, that deals with the Book of the Dead, or you know, going in and out through the day, so that kind of stuff. So anything I could lay my hands on. Um, And ancient aliens marathons that dealt with
0: Egypt. Well, that's why I watch it, right? Because ancient aliens, they actually talk about history stuff, too.
1: Right. So So there's actually
0: stuff to learn. You just have to, you know, take the rest of it with a
1: grain of salt. Right. Yes, yes. Got to have your filters on. So, yeah, right. Kira, Kira worships Mott, who's the, you know, the balance. She's the feather that Anubis weighs against the person's heart to make sure that they can go on to the good place or they get eat their souls get destroyed by Annette, you know, basically eaten and then you're no longer anything. So uh, so that's and that kind of plays into her out look on everything um and it comes more into play uh, later on in the series when she you know about being in balance and trying to stay in balance so she checks herself by performing this ritual where she kind of spiritually weighs herself against Mott's feather and see you know if she's still got enough light in her or if she does not um because basically um uh, the hero in in the book uh, Kafar, who's a four thousand year old Nubian, um, who basically he kind of he's not necessarily alive, but he's not dead. Basically, he can come back to life. So because he's got to stay alive, because he was given a charge by ISIS that he has to save a life for every life that he took while he was alive. Four thousand years ago. So basically, it's like some a group of marauders destroyed his village, killed his wife and his children. So he just kind of went on a rampage and salted the earth, killed a bunch mm-hmm. of folks, and and she's and then kind of went mad. So ISIS found him in a cave and said, you know, you can redeem yourself, and this is how you have to do it. So um, so some of it is him just saving people, but some of it is him being guided to people. To and Kira is one of the last ones that he has to save. So basically he's trying to save her from falling into shadow because, because of her ability and her psychometry, she can kind of absorb those um, negative energies, but that can also affect her. So she basically mm-hmm. makes a pact with him that if she slides too far into okay. shadow, then he has permission to set her free by killing her basically. So, Yeah. I know because I, I don't know how free I'd want to be <laughs> yeah I don't know about that one so, so yeah your your boyfriend has to kill you if you go crazy okay yeah I wrote yeah, that yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. <laughs> and that was before you were diagnosed with bipolar so for for rec-
1: <laughs> Kelly's just not having a good night is she Okay, so it's not okay. I thought oh, it was me because I my nope, internet is kind of dragging. Okay, nope, it's totally me. Yeah, but we, I we've rearranged my setup, and apparently, it's causing problems.
0: Yeah, isn't that fun? <sighs> but let me say, oh, the um. The Egyptian. So Spikeet wants to know, is her Egyptian books the Shadowblade series? Yes. Here's the fun part, though. It's not just that one. So your Egyptian mythology is featured in Seducing the Jackal as well.
1: Yes. Those are three novellas that I did with Harlequin. Um, so they're about, I think they're, they're still available in ebook form. So basically, those are uh, I call it the Sons of Anubis series. So basically, they're jackal shapeshifters who worship Anubis. So um, so they have this whole compound um, here in Atlanta, because you know, write what you know. Um, right. So they have this huge huge compound in Atlanta, but the leader of that group has been around for you know about three, four, five thousand years. So back then. His leader, who is the leader of the jackals. So basically their role is to make sure that the dead go where they're supposed to go. Um, go to judgment and then go onto the field of Reese or get chewed by, you know, the destroyer, soul destroyer. Um, and some of the souls were like, you know, nah, I'm not feeling this, bro. So they they want to come back. And when they come back, they're zombies. And so oh, their no. responsibility is to, you know, take them out. So, and their leader can actually has a couple of different forms as his, as a leader, his ultimate form is an Anubis shape. So, um, back then they worked with the daughters of ISIS, who was a priesthood dedicated to ISIS. so they were basically like witches, good witches who kind of helped them, you know, maintain the peace among everybody and, you know, gave them magical weapons and things, um, to help them contain the dead. But there was this big Breakup between the two groups and they've been enemies ever since then so in the first book he kidnaps the heroine who is a a, an isis priestess he calls her an isis witch and because one of his uh, men got infected and it's dying and so Mm he's been you know they keep tabs on all of the um, daughters of isis so he knew where she was and she was kind of not staying in the compound, she wanted to have a separate life. Um, So they, he basically kidnaps her and then mayhem and foolishness and sexy times and healing all happen (laughs) in the course of that book. And, you know, some zombies get killed and stuff. So. Yeah. That looks really fun.
0: I like that. So, and you have a lot of romance, so you really like the romance genre, don't you?
1: Yeah. I started in that even though, which is really weird. um, I started in that even though, you know, I, I, Cut my teeth on David Eddings, and um, I'm blanking on names. Good, Ur- Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, all of those, all of those books. I, I read all of those. Um, Madeline Lingle, you know, um, all of those. Oh, I remember the Ring of in and Endless Light. That was one of one of the first ones that I enjoyed. Um, so I started with all of those. Um, mm-hmm. Discovered Octavia Butler, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> um, oh my god! i need mean, love. <laughs> Book candy. That's um, right. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, um, I started reading like the paranormal romances and fantasy romances. And, there, you know, some of the fantasies had love stories in them. And, you know, then I kind of started some Duran Duran fan fiction. I probably shouldn't admit that, but I did. Um, and then hey, I kind of start somewhere. Right. And so, uh my first book kind of came out of that, um, way back in 2000. So, yeah, so I've been doing that, but I love, you know, paranormal romance and I love urban fantasy and I really want to get back to it. So I am planning to do some indie publishing, um, uh, Because I'd like to continue uh, the Shadowblade series. I actually have covers already made for them. So I just need to, you know, get some spiders outside my house so I can put my butt in my chair and write. Um, (laughs) I'm sure my moms will bring you some. I mean, they would love to. (laughs) Thank you, Mom. I really appreciate that. But, you know, you don't have to go through all that trouble.
0: I mean, it's for the writing.
1: It's for the writing. You know, (laughs) it's a good cause. (laughs) And I do have some ideas for the uh, Sons of Anubis series. I want to kind of expand them, make them more urban fantasy instead of paranormal romance. So um, I got some ideas percolating on how to do that because, you know, kind of left it on a cliffhanger, but the big bad still out there somewhere. So we will see.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's nice when you actually have control of what you're publishing, right? So you definitely can finish them. Definitely. Yes. So, um, let's see Friday blue wants to know. So now that we've talked about your, your main series here, Friday blue wants to know, what is your favorite book that you wrote?
1: Oh, they're all my book babies. Um, that's a good question. I really like, um, Shadowblade because, you know, that was my first foray into urban fantasy. And I really just enjoyed telling that story. Um, then, of course, the Love Con, of course, is my favorite because it's the one that I just finished. Uh, but I get to, you know, kind of geek out in the Love Con because, you know, she's a she's a, a cosplayer and they she's in Atlanta. So she and her best friend went to Dragon Con all the time. So and yes. they dressed up for it. So, you know, I just really liked I just was really happy to be able to indulge, you know, the geekery and, and my nerddom. Um Mm-hmm. And, you know, putting that in there. Um, I don't get to dress up as much at, at Dragon Con as I would like to, um, which is why I wanted to get a room so that I could, you know, actually cosplay next year. Um, That's it? the trick, right? The driving's <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, just being able to write about that and just have fun writing it, even though it was a hard slog, you know, through all of last year trying to get it done. So. But I got it done. They loved Yay. it. And, you know, it's coming out in December. So I'm very, very happy about that. So maybe it'll just be a whole series of, of geekery and nerd them, I think. You it know? could
0: be so fun. Be like reading about our
1: best friends, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so that was a lot of fun.
0: Well, so speaking of too. Dragon Con... Um, that's where I met you. We were, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to be on a panel with you. It was like a standalones in series, I think. Yes. So that was really fun. I was lucky enough to moderate it. I love moderating, obviously. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. And you get to meet awesome people. You so do I'm stuff. wondering,
1: you're do awesome you do- at it. Oh, I well, thank you. So do you do a lot of conventions? Not as many as I would like to i have done Worldcon a couple of times. Um, WizCon. i was going to do that and something happened. I'm not quite sure what happened and I didn't get to go to that one. Um, so there are some new ones that I'm learning about um, that I would like to go to. Um, Imaginarium, I've heard about that one. I think that one's in Tennessee, maybe. I'm gonna get all of these wrong. Um, and uh, there- I'd never remember if it's in Tennessee and Kentucky. Right. Oh, maybe it's Kentucky. So I'm interested in doing that one, Um, and I'm actually just interested in finding about some more regional ones because I would just really love to go. Because you know, getting your geek on is you know fun. Half the fun of being a writer. My gosh. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, definitely would like to find some of those. And Coastal Magic is a, a reader focused uh, convention that happens in Daytona in February. So I'll be going to that because it's just really laid back and it's a lot of fun interacting with other authors and readers. And it's just a very cool vibe to it. So you're not stressing and having to be on all the time, you know. So I just really like that one. So those kind um, Those are the fun kinds, so if I can find some more, definitely would like to start visiting them all, you know, masked up and and fully vaccinated and all of that good stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah, we laugh, my husband and I, when people ask us, you know, why we started a publishing company. Um, One of the reasons is, so we can go to conventions, duh. I mean, that's (laughs) fun. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's that's part of the fun. Um, So do you have something special that you wear or must have at events that makes
1: you feel legit? um you may not know this but um my favorite color is purple purple so purple i know um so i was I, gonna say,
0: I know it it's on your profile picture it's you're wearing <laughs> it right now you have <laughs>
1: and you can't tell but my walls are actually purple we can
0: kind here. of see walls it but i couldn't purple. tell for sure yeah.
1: <laughs> yes they're they're purple walls i have a it's a it's kind of gone crazy because i have a purple heater a purple um fan I'm Sitting on a purple carpet in a purple chair, and there's a purple lounge over on that side. Uh, oh, and my purple shredder, and my purple coffee maker, and then there's a purple mini fridge behind me. So, <laughs> we need I to step up our colors. Obsessed. <laughs> I
0: like it. I like it a
1: lot. I happen to love purple too. So,
0: you wear purple at events? Is that what makes you feel like you?
1: So, uh, basically, so people can find me and they know that I'm me when they see me, because <laughs> you know there's sometimes there's a lot of us running around so i figure i need to stand out a little bit so the purple helps that so yeah and i just like the color so i wear you know the 50 shades of purple um and i i do some berry color so i do purple adjacent with some of the burgundies and you know raspberries and all of those colors too so that's those are my that's my author uniform basically and then you know it's fun finding purple hair that you know i can also wear so i like doing that too it's, it's basically a cosplay as a purple person every day <laughs> i love it it's like it's not cosplay it's
0: who you are see that's different <laughs> i like it i like it so if you let's see so we talked about your puppies already that was my next question so you know they beat me to it they're like no we must be talked about first you know how puppies are yes so let's skip to, if you could write any world, in any world that wasn't your own, which world would
1: that be? Oh, good Lord. Um, you know, in one of the panels at DragonCon, I sat next to Patricia Briggs. Mm-hmm, me too! <laughs> oh my God, I was fangirling. I was trying not to fangirl because it was like, oh my God, I'm sitting on a panel next to Patricia Briggs. Um, so yeah, I would love to, you know, if if I... Had the chops I would love to be able to do a, a spin-off uh in mercy's universe I think that would be there's so many fascinating creatures uh oh, yeah that could be there in, in America so it would just be awesome to do that um you know if, if she ever opened a world and I don't blame her for not doing it. Uh, but that would be awesome. I would really like the chance but then be I'd be fun. scared of the chance and it's like oh my God what if I fuck this up? Oh
0: they wouldn't let you. It's okay. Okay.
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, they wouldn't p- put out trash or crap or, you know, uh, and I try not to write crap, even if it means that it takes a while to finish the story. So, but yeah. Even if it feels like crap at first. <clears throat> right. Yes. Because so that I would be a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be fun. So what do you hope readers get from your work?
1: Um, I mean, the main underlying thing in all of the stories is finding the place that you belong and the people you belong with. So just kind of that sense of found family, I think, because I think that, I mean, you know, born blood relations are great, but that found family, I think, are the ones that are really going to be with you and stick with you and be your ride or dies without hopefully dying <laughs> in the rides. Um So I think that, so that kind of theme and that kind of concept of drawing your people together, the people who get you, who support you, who are going to love you and stand up for you. I think that that is, uh, that is the main thing that runs through all of my books. So even in this one, so, so uh, Kenya and Cam, basically they are brighter or die for each other. They've been friends for half their lives. So they're always there for each other
0: it's beautiful i love it i love it um and we should probably mention that the um the uh, the rom-com we've been talking about the love con that it is up for pre-order right now yeah. so you could pre-order it now it will magically appear in your kindle or whatever device you use come december um so of all your characters which one do you relate to the most
1: Well, remember, I'm a Gemini and I, you know, have multiple personalities locked up here. So um, sometimes I feel like Kira. I want to kick butt and take names and, you know, stab people with my pointy stick, Um, (laughs) you know, just at least in my head. I want to stab them, Um, you know. um, But then for the most part, I think Kenya is the closest in the love con is the closest to me, I think, of them all, because, you know that plus size blurred right here, but you know, (laughs) you're like, I understand her. Right. I understand her. I is her. Um, (laughs) You know, so, um, but of course, you know, as writers, you put a little bit of yourself into every book, every story and every character. Um, But I would say that of all of them, those two are probably, um, you know, when I'm pissed, (laughs) I channel my ear in Akira And, you know, my normal self would be a Kenya. So I would say those two. Excellent. Good choices. Good choices.
0: All right. Well, we have hit the lightning round where we have our very, very important questions, such as, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Strawberry. Oh, good choice. I like the fruit ones. We haven't had enough fruit ones. Good choice. It's not even purple. Look at you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Purple food is difficult though, right? I mean, there's not really purple food. Very true. Um, what is your least favorite chore around the
1: house? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> My poor husband. Um, yeah. Um, I hate I hate putting away laundry. I can wash it. I just don't like to put it away. Same with the dishwasher. I can put them in the dishwasher, but taking them out and putting them up, that's kind of hard. Um, as a matter of fact, I have a giant basket of laundry right next to the bed that's just begging to be put up. I think it's been sitting there for a week. Um, you know, when, when I run out of clothes in the closet and that's not likely to happen, then I'll go back into the hamper and 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 put those clothes up and, you know. You know. Yeah, mine is more
0: undergarments, right? You run out of undergarments, you're like, oh, I finally have to fold these clothes. <laughs>
1: Well, just between you and me, I have been known to just go buy more underwear instead of doing laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should not admit that over the internet because the internet is forever. But Oh, we're not recording it. No worries. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's gonna come up to me at the next convention and ask me about my underwear. Of course not. (laughs) Fine.
0: At least you didn't say you go without, that would have been worse. Right. So this is, oh. you know, I can accept
1: this one. That's right. I'm I mean, worse question that. Wise,
0: not worse. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get worse questions that way. Um. Yeah. Florida Kevin says it's hard to do chores when you're really cranking on a book. Right. I mean, you're working, you know? gosh, dog, on it.
1: Yeah. And you know, when, when I'm hitting a vibe or a stripe, I just, I just like to keep on going until I, you know, I just ride that puppy out until I have no more juice. Cause you know, the next day will probably be, or the, uh, you know, you never know when you're going to hit the wall. And I don't want to hit the wall because I forgot, you know. Where you were going. Because I didn't ride the wave, you know, hmm? and just let that creative flow flow until it dries up. Um, which, you know, like I said, I sometimes you hit a wall. Sometimes you just want to stay in bed. Um, but I have been challenging myself since July 1st to write every day. Even if it's crap, even if it's only so, my minimum is a hundred words, which I know for other people are like, "Oh my God, really? No, That's all." I feel you. Yeah, but, no, I you feel. Know, you. There are days when it's a struggle to hit that, that mm-hmm. hundred words, so because um, I have to give myself grace, or else this is, I'm gonna, you know, not be able to accomplish anything. So I that give myself sense. a gold star for every. Um, Target I hit every day I write, and I liked. And it's nice to fill up the calendar with those gold stars. So that's my reward system. Yes, the visual reward system. So
0: I like it. I like it. No, and I actually like what you said that you didn't. You don't want to hit the wall because you didn't ride the wave. I love that. I might have to use that. That's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep, I love it. Um, Let's see. What part of your daily routine is an absolute must?
1: Coffee. It used to be caffeine, caffeinated Mm -hmm. coffee, but now I have to do decaf because of some of my, um, because of one of my prescriptions. But, um, and tea, so, um, because, you know, I can't drink decaf coffee all day. So, I'll switch over to um, some of my, uh, I I like the fruity teas. So, I'm not like a chai person or a black tea person because, again, caffeine. So, I do some of the, you know, one of my favorites right now is this raspberry, pomegranate, asahi blend. Ooh. I don't know if it's supposed to do something, but it tastes really good. So <laughs> I really like it. So its benefits to, are it keeps me hydrated, <laughs> right? Because you know sometimes I, you know, I forget to get up and go get water, um, which is why I had to put the the uh, refrigerator behind me because it has all of my um, tea and water and you know all of that good stuff, meal shakes. Because you know who can be asked to go get dinner ready when I can just drink a milk sh- a, a, a protein shake out of my refrigerator so that's what I do sometimes and right. then you know my husband gets mad and he comes in here how long have you been up like what day is it <laughs> I don't know yeah I don't know <laughs> I love you <laughs> right. I'll see you tomorrow it's okay whenever that comes yeah <laughs> right. so yeah so sometimes he makes me go to bed because it's like you know you've been up for like 20 hours. I'm like, it's okay. I'm on a wave. I'm on a wave. I just gotta finish this chapter. He's and like, that to, bed. to
0: bed. Let's go. Right?
1: <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll be in there in a minute and then you know, three hours later I might go in there. So, you know, it's then it's time for him to get up because he goes gets up at 4 a.m. So I uh, just like last night I went to bed at two. I probably shouldn't say this loud enough for him to hear. Um, but you know, again, yeah, he stays asleep, that he did good. Great. Right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was determined to bump that number because I was about to turn a big number. I was about to hit 43,000 on my on my work in progress. And so I had to stay until I got over that number. So, you know, mm-hmm. so that was great. So once That's I hit cool. it, it's like, it took me till 2 a.m., but hey, I hit it and then I went to bed. And now I'm out. That's
0: right. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Um, so what is the best thing that you've ever, or at least recently, eaten?
1: Oh, um, well, I'm doing this keto diet because you know, again, you know, trying not to have sugar. But um, so I found these keto gummy bears, and I love gummy bears. Gummy worms figures largely in um, the love con, you know, because I can't eat them anymore, so I had to put them in the book. But <laughs> I found these keto gummy worm gummy bears, and I'm like, okay, I know that that's pricey, but I'm gonna buy them and. See how they taste, and they taste like regular gummy bears. And so, because you know, hey, when I get stressed, I like to bite the head off the gummy bear first, and uh-huh. then, and then I eat the rest of it. So, just very kind of, satisfying. Mm-hmm. Again, that's my origin story, I guess. Uh, <laughs> biting heads off of gummy bears—it's
0: <laughs> how it all began. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. So, so that's been a great find. And then you know, the there are some of these uh, no sugar chocolate peanut butter cups that are like one net carb, um, which means, oh, just one carb, I can eat that. And then, you know, the box is empty and I'm wondering what about the choices I've made in my life. But, uh, hey, it was good while it lasted. And then, you know, I just kind of have to, you know, deal with the ramifications of eating a box of chocolates, even though they're sugar-free, even though they're one net carb, just because it's a net carb doesn't mean that there's not 30 at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah It's a little crazy Our yeah. bodies always telling us to do things that are
0: bad for us I blame them yeah. Right I mean, Why give me taste buds if I'm
1: not supposed to use them
0: Right Makes no sense Exactly but, you know. Like, Why am I hungry again I promised that mac and cheese was enough calories to get me through the whole Right
1: Yeah, we're going to have to fix that. That's really frustrating.
0: Yeah. We I were better. so close.
1: I know. So close. I only have one question
0: left. One question. Okay. Isn't that sad? It's so sad. Thank you for popping in, Safa. Absolutely. You feeling it in? Cerise is like, dude, I can talk. It's good.
1: <laughs> I can run
0: off at the mouth. You know? Yeah, she's like, I got this. No worries. She's she's she could be our new co-host. We're just totally gonna make this work. <sighs> so, Servicia, thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm sorry about the tech issues. We will have to straighten that nonsense out. But um, I do want to know now that you are our new favorite author. Where can fans find you and your work? Basically,
1: if you can spell my first name, you can find me. So on Twitter, it's at Ceresia. Um, my Facebook profile is at Ceresia, and my Facebook page is author Ceresia Glass. On Instagram, I'm Ceresia Glass, and that is basically it. I. You know, I, f- I feel like I'm too old for TikTok, so I'm not over there. You know, those those newfangled programs, um, and in st- uh, and software and apps and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I have not gone over there yet. I love to watch people's TikToks. So, um, but the idea, the thought of creating one, that just kind of makes me break out in a cold sweat or a hot sweat, yeah. one of the two. I just sweat at the thought. So I'm not like over you, there.
0: Yeah, it's like you want us to be camera ready at any second? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a
1: lot of effort. <laughs> I, I have to bank ugly days so that I can have a pretty day, one pretty day. It takes a lot of ugly days uh-huh. of don't, I'm not even getting you on camera for a work meeting so I'm just I'm here's my avatar just kind of stare at it cuz mm-hmm. I I can't present this face to the public at the moment so even coworkers so no. absolutely
0: <laughs> I feel you that's why I don't do TikTok so Thank you, everyone. Thank you for coming, Ceresia. Thank you uh, for our chat. You are awesome, as always. Um, Please make sure to uh, review Ceresia's work. It is the best gift that you can give an author. And make sure to review this podcast, wherever it is you get your podcasts. And um, we also have our YouTube channel, so cursedragonship.com slash YouTube, where you can see the replays and see any that you have missed. They're all up there. And um, also you can – oh, we want to thank our subscribers. So we want to uh, thank our subscriber, D.H. Dunn. Thank you for keeping the lights on around here. And uh, our guest next week is Jace. Oh, where is he? Jace Killen. Jace Killen is next week. So thank you very much, and we'll see you then. Thanks, guys.